0: wonderful teaching to us and we're going to be blessed by his ministry would you welcome Brother Kaiser as he comes to share the word of the Lord take your liberty friend, bless you,
1: Thank you. praise the Lord church praise the Lord. Uh, you can be seated a few different things I want to point out and bring out this morning Okay, I'm going to start off with uh, talking about uh, basically some details on some road signs, but basically some uh, signs that, that God gives us as well, uh, kind of some uh, direction uh, in, in the physical, what we deal with on driving on the roads, plus then from God's perspective as well, uh, and ultimately crossroads that it leads to in our lives. Amazingly, even in Roman times, traffic signs were useful and very important, uh, very much part of the culture at that time. We fast forward to the 21st century, with modern highways are decorated with many different types of signs. Some advertising products, but a good number giving directions, indicating what is ahead on our journey. Signs are such a common part of our modern-day roadway infrastructure in every nation that we often simply take them for granted but it all started in the roman empire the ancient romans used tall columns called milestones to relay information to travelers on its roads they indicated how far away rome was and gave travelers directional information and were some of the earliest road signs in the western world it is amazing that now in our world we are beginning to see more digital road signs. The advantage of these is that through a wireless connection, there's information provided on these signs that can be updated automatically and instantly from a central location. A little further down the road of the future, we might use uh, devices such as the Google Glass to provide real-time maps, messages, and traffic alerts. Imagine having instant information about crashes that happen just moments ago on the road ahead of you and how it could slow you down or make you take alternate routes. I know lots of times on the GPS, if you're traveling, it may, uh, depending on what version you have, it may show that or indicate, you know, that there's a, a, an accident ahead or things like that. My point is God has placed road signs along the Christian journey to give us direction, to keep us safe, to warn us and to keep us on the right path as we Reach for a greater understanding and appreciation of Jesus. So the first sign that we'll talk about is the stop sign. Probably one of my least favorite. Uh, just, just because you know when you're in a hurry, then you got a stop sign. You know, especially if you're in town, you got a stop sign. You got, you got, to, got to slow your, your, your pace down. You got to come to a stop if you acknowledge it anyhow. So. It means that I have to stop my progress, sit motionless. It is an innocent or it is inconvenient, but it also keeps me safe. So it also is that warning sign. If I have have that stop sign coming ahead, the the cross traffic may or may not have a a stop sign. So, uh, you know, it's important that I stop, that I look, you know, that I follow that road sign uh, in order to stay safe. It protects me from moving into a potentially dangerous situation. Jesus also or often commands us to stop moving ahead and think about what we're doing. A stop sign from God is an opportunity to think about what we are doing and consider the consequences from what we're about to do. John 5:14, stop sinning or something worse may happen to you. John 6:43, stop grumbling among yourselves. John 7:24, Stop judging by mere appearances, but instead judge correctly. John twenty twenty seven. stop doubting and start believing, or and believe. Sign number two, yield right away. When driving, the yield sign means that we must give priority to another person. This bothers us because we all feel that we are more important than anyone else. But God calls us to give priority to Him and to humble ourselves to serve others. James four and seven, submit yourselves then to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Ephesians five twenty one submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. Hebrews thirteen seventeen, have confidence in your leaders and submit to their authority. Sign number three, no U-turn. U-turns can be helpful when we're driving and suddenly realize that we're heading in the wrong direction. But Christians can be tempted to get off the right road and return to the life that they left behind. God is pleased when we follow him by faith and do not give in to doubts. Once we have committed ourselves to God, there should be no turning back. To our old way of life. We, we can stop there and look at that. I mean, there's a reason we turned from that old way of life and from a sinful life. So why would we want to consider turning back to that? Hebrews Hebrews ten thirty eight And my righteous ones will live by faith, but I will take no pleasure in anyone who turns away. Luke 9, 62, Jesus replied, No one who puts a hand to the plow and looks back is fit for service in the kingdom of God. Philippians 3 and 13, Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead. Sign number four, the wrong way. Freeway on ramps, one-way streets have large signs that warn drivers that they are heading for danger if they keep driving in the wrong direction. This particular sign I talked, taught, you know, it was a, a particular message where me and Brother Littles had made a road trip and I got off because I didn't pay attention to the signs and got off into downtown St. Louis area and found myself on a one-way road going in the wrong direction. All because I didn't pay attention to the signs. Even though the road seems safe and the way is open, it will lead to a disastrous accident. God's word also warns us when we are about to go in the wrong direction to keep us from harm and danger. We are wise when we obey his warning signs and keep off a sinful path. Proverbs 14 and 12 There is a way that appears to be right, but in the end leads to death. Psalms 119, 104, I gain understanding from the precepts, therefore I hate every wrong path. Proverbs 4 and 14, do not set foot on the path of the wicked or walk in the way of the evildoers. Sign number five is detour. A detour road sign can be different between uh, being late to a meeting, being on time. It means that there is a road construction or an accident on the road, that we in, that the road that we intended to take, and now we have to find an alternate route. God often puts a detour sign in our, on our path. It may be because we are on the wrong road. It might be that God has something different in mind for us that we have decided to do. How many times has that happened to us all? Oh, we've, we've, we've got our own plans. We make our own uh, road so to speak, of the direction we're going to go, and God detours us and reroutes us. God's detour might be a change in career, a change in schools, a delay in the timing when You've expected something to take place, the cancellation of something you have been desiring for years. Take courage. God knows what he is doing, and his plans are always best for you in the final outcome. Proverbs 16 and 9, the mind of man plays his way, but the Lord directs his steps. Acts 16 and 7, when they come, when they came to the border of Masia they tried to enter I may not pronounce this right Bithnia, but the spirit of Jesus would not allow them to sign number six road construction uh, they are Newly constructed roads generally are a lot smoother than older roads because they're brand new versus roads that's been traveled on many times. There are no potholes, the paving is clean, the lane markers are distinct, but I just don't like the process of the road construction that when you had to go through the actual road construction itself. It seems like it takes forever. Uh, You know, when you start tearing up the the roads, uh, when the construction crews are working, it takes a lot of time. Uh, They have to uh, lay the gravel. They have to pave the new roads. Uh, There are clouds of dust, ruts, lane changes that slow your drive down. God is at work in our lives, and the process sometimes can be messy and slow. We are all under construction for most of our lives, and it, it seems that it will take forever. Will I ever be the person that God has in mind? Philippians 1 and 6 I am sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. Philippians 2 and 13, for it is God who works in you to will and to act in order to fulfill his good purpose. So the the next sign, the number seven sign, we'll all discuss. I'm sure everybody really likes uh, the speed limit sign. And I'm sure everybody in here obeys them all the time. Every road has a posted speed limit. When we go over the speed limit intentionally or accidentally, we can be stopped and given a speeding ticket. The speed limit is posted for a reason and is enforced for the good of those who use the road. In a similar way, God often places speed limits on his people. Often for no apparent reason. God will command us to slow down, but God has a purpose in mind for the delay that we might not be able to see. I know we. I've, I've mentioned this in here before. You know, sometimes I get frustrated or aggravated when I get delayed, when something happens, when something stops me from what I've got planned. You know, I may have my day lined out, and I've got so much stuff I want to get done, and then I get something that delays it, and I get frustrated, and I get aggravated. And I've literally had times where then when I get back on the road going somewhere, just a little ways down the road, there's an accident that I see. And so then it, it's quick into my mind about, you know, my my flesh and and the the weakness of my flesh with being aggravated and being mad and now i had to just repent basically and tell the lord that i'm sorry you know he just protected potentially me and kept me from from something that i didn't see further down the road but he stopped me and delayed me and kept me from that be patient and trust the plan of god when he asks you to slow down and wait it it is very tough because we want instant gratification I mean, I, I know I do. I'll just speak for myself. A lot of times I want stuff to happen instantaneously. I want it right now. We live in a fast-paced society. Uh, we, we want things uh, sooner than later. Psalms 27 and 14, wait for the Lord. Be strong and take heart and wait for the Lord. Second Peter 3 and 9, the Lord is not slow in keeping his promise, as some understand slowness. Instead, he is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. So sign number number eight, the no parking sign. It doesn't matter if it's at the grocery store, the airport, an arena, wherever you may be going. I can never find a parking spot in a convenience place. If by miracle I do see an empty spot and I pull into it, I usually see a sign that says no parking or reserved for employee of the month. When I want to stop and park, I am obligated to keep going. Even though there's an open spot there, it's not identified where I can park in it. The same can be true in a Christian life. There are times when we want to stop and park When God intends for us to keep going or keep moving, to get busy and to make progress, to keep moving. Proverbs 6 and 10, a little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest. Philippians 3 and 12, not that I have already obtained all this or have already arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. In 1 Corinthians 9 and 24, do you not know that in a race all the runners run, but only one gets the prize? Run in such a way as to get the prize. The last sign that I had down was exit. Uh, I'll go ahead and cover it. Now, I, I got another point that I want to bring out. You know, as far as crossroads in life, and, uh, and I'll get to it as soon as I cover this, this last sign. So no matter how long our road trip takes, there eventually comes the sign that we have been waiting for, our exit. We feel relief that our journey is over. We have reached our planned destination and that we can only enjoy times of relaxation and refreshment and family and friends and things of that nature. One day your earthly journey will be over and God will call you to exit this life. For believers, this is not a dreadful thing, but a relief. Our long time, our long time away is over, and we arrive safely at home. Second Peters 1, 13, 14. I think it is right to refresh your memory as long as I live. In the tent of this body because I know that I will soon put it aside as our Lord Jesus Christ has made clear to me. So that's just some of the discussion on some road signs and directions that God gives us uh, in life. And I'm going to try to get uh, through the point that I wanted to bring out, which is the the two roads in life that we have or options to go down that we have to travel the crossroads of life. The journey of life has two roads and two destinations. The choice and decision of which road to take is 100% yours, it's our choice. We're sitting at the crossroads of life and we have a choice to make and no one can make that decision for us but ourselves. We make the decision of which road that we wanna take. As a child, you, you walk for a while on the road of innocence and then you come to the crossroads The road of childhood and innocence ends and you discover two distinct roads. As you come to this crossroads, you must make a decision. Which road shall I take? The decision is very important. It is most important. It is the most important decision in your life because the road leads to heaven or to hell. Not any other choices. Once we really stop and look at it and we look at life in general of all the decisions that we make, all the choices that we have throughout life and, and lots of them we can recoup from if we make the wrong choices, wrong decisions, and we can turn around if we get on the wrong road. Uh, that's the fortunate part. you know God does give us the option to to get back off the wrong road. but those are the, the, that's my main point I'm wanting to bring out today is our two top choi- our two only choices is heaven or hell that's right. in everything we do. How will you know when you come to this crossroads? Some reach the crossroads earlier in life than others. Perhaps the crossroads is not reached until a person is exposed to the gospel or made a, uh, aware of a better way. Uh, it may be a new awareness of the right or wrong. General tug to follow the Lord. These are indications of crossroads. God is, love, is a loving God, and he makes known the two ways regardless of country or culture. Everyone will know and have the option to go one way or the other. As you stand at the crossroads, what do you see? Take a good look at the two roads. You will see that one road is wide and apparently smooth and easy to travel. The other road is narrow. It requires saying no to sin. The wide road has many people walking on it. Seems to be the more appealing route to go because everyone, you know, there seems like there's so many people taking that road. Seems like there's so many people traveling that road. While the narrow road has only a few, Jesus said, Enter ye in at the straight gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction, and many there be which go in thereof. Because straight is the gate and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life and few there be that find it when when I read that scripture you know what stands out to me in a bothersome way is that few will find it and so I don't want to be a part of that few I want to I want to be the one that makes the right turn so to speak I want to go the right direction I wanna search my life constantly and make sure that I'm looking at the road signs that God has prepared for us along the way to make sure I'm on the right path. And if I see that I've gotten off path and that I'm going the wrong direction, them signs that God has put up for me, I need to acknowledge those and I need to, to adhere to that and turn around or go in a different direction or get off at that next exit and, and turn back. Uh, you know. The wide road, are you confused or not sure about which road to take? It it seems like it would be a pretty easy choice, but unfortunately, it, it doesn't generally show to be that easy. If you step closer to the wide, well traveled road, you will hear Satan, the master of this road, asking you to walk with him. Satan's stories sound very enticing. Along this road, he offers many friends and everyone seems to be quite happy. The entertainment along this road are many. There are just to name a few, I mean, you know, drinking, dancing, partying, many other types of of various sins and, and pleasures in life that seem very appealing to the flesh because they are appealing to the flesh. They are attractive to the flesh. It's the easy route to take. It's what, you know, what feels good? What you know? It's it's just the easy route to go in life, and so many times we get delayed in thinking about what the consequences are from going that direction. People beginning to walk this road may have good intentions. Many are even able to refrain from the pitfalls for a short period of time. However, all too often their morals and good standards begin to suffer. Uh, just to name a few: lying, stealing, cheating can become common practices. It seems you can pick your style of life on this road and call it freedom. It appears that you can refrain from or indulge deeply in certain sins. You, you are taken along this road so rapidly that you are hardly aware of the time running out. Some people on this road are overcome by many troubles and they see no way out. Too often, despair, drugs, murder, suicide are, are the results from this. The ways of a transgressor are hard. Is this what that we want in life? Is this the road that we want to travel? Did you notice that Satan never mentioned the final result of traveling on this road? He would not dare. He would betray himself. He is a wolf in sheep's clothing. The thief cometh not but to, for to steal, to kill, and to destroy. The results of walking in the broad road is hell and the lake of fire, and it never goes out. This place was made for the devil and his angels that will be weeping, wailing, and gnashing of teeth forever. Are you going to walk with him and share this fate? Even if you are now traveling this wide road, today is the day to choose the narrow road. Let's take a, a look real quick for a run out of time on the, the narrow road. This road is for everyone who sincerely seeks it. No one is turned away. Jesus wants to be your Savior and personal guide. Amen. He asks you to repent of your sins, surrender your will, and trust in him. He says, "Learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls, for my yoke is easy, and my burden is light right. matthew eleven twenty nine and thirty Jesus is the kind shepherd. He loves you so much that he will walk right beside you on the narrow road. As he teaches you his ways, you will find joy in following him. When the path seems dark and difficult, he will take hold of your hand and lead you so that you can clearly see. Sometimes when you get very weary or the path seems dangerous, The shepherd will take you in his arms and carry you. Soon you will have strength to walk again. He shall feed his flock like the shepherd, and he shall gather the lambs with his arm and carry them in his bosom and shall gently lead those that are with young. With other Christians you will find love, care, and support if you walk the narrow road. As we talked about, I've I've got a few other points to bring out, but I'm I'm pretty much out of time. But uh, the the two roads is basically the the point that I really wanted to bring out in today's lesson is to understand that, you know, throughout life, no matter what we're facing, no matter what circumstances, no matter what our uh, culture is, no matter where we're at in this life or in this world, we all have the same options. And that's to live for God, to go to, to choose the road that leads to heaven or to choose the road that ends up leaving to hell, and the choices absolutely are own. Thank y'all. Very good.
0: I appreciate that insightful word, and have experienced myself that the failure to see and obey the signs can certainly end in a result that you don't desire. And so, uh, I believe that what we've heard today is very informative and important, it's essential that we not only see them. Uh, Brother Kaiser, I've seen signs before. I've actually paid close attention to signs. For example, what the speed limit is so that I know how to guide the decision-making process in regard to how fast I want to drive. I am always encouraged, Shannon, when I see the, the sign that says 75 because that means I can go at least that. You understand what I'm saying, Joe? So the faster, the better. But there's a reason why those signs are there. And you so aptly brought out today that if we will obey those signs and follow, there's a reason why they're there. If we will obey those signs, they will. Get us to our final destination I want my final destination to be heaven How about you? How about you pray with me That God will help us to do What he wants us to do so that We can have what he says we can have Father today we thank you for your word It's been insightful, inspirational I pray that we will make application To that which we have received Today and follow the signs That you show us God They're even more important, significant Than the ones that we see in the natural Let us see them in the spiritual So that we can have the final destination of heaven We will rejoice as we do what we do And you do what you do We thank you for it in Jesus' name, amen God bless you, we're going to take a brief break And then we're going to begin in just a few moments With a time of prayer for the needs that we have And then have a great time in worship God bless you, thanks for being a part of this First church Bible